Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Welcome to another episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. My name is Steve Baldwin, and joining me today on this very special episode is my partner in crime, Scott Avansky. Scott, how are you today? I'm doing great, Steve. Uh, I can't wait. This is a, a really exciting uh, addition to our uh, reviews of WandaVision, so I'm, I'm super happy to be here today. Yeah, WandaVision, we're kind of obsessed with WandaVision, I think it's, it's fair to say, and uh, we have a very special guest today, Jolene Purdy who is an actress, among many other things, um, on WandaVision. So Jolene, welcome to the Wretched Hive. Yay, thank you. (laughs) We're so glad to meet you and see you in person. Well, virtually in person. That's how we do it these days. That's how we do it. Yeah, getting together used to be a thing, but no, not so much anymore. Um, Before we jump into WandaVision, and I I have so many questions for you about everything you've done, um, but I, I think we have something in common. I read somewhere that you're from Redondo Beach. Is that true? I grew up in the South Bay. I love the South Bay. Um, I went to Redondo High School. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I went to South. Oh, very close. I I know, (laughs) kind of rivals. Um, But I grew up in Redondo. I consider Redondo my hometown. I get warm fuzzies every time I I go back there. I grew up there. Yeah. And so I saw that in your profile. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, South Bay. South Bay. And people think that's like San Francisco, but no, no. This is like the South Bay, the Redondo Manhattan. South. Right, exactly. And I, I live in Long Beach now. And someone said, oh, you live in the South Bay? And I said, no, I, no, no, no. Long Beach is not South Bay. Big yeah. difference. Yeah. Big, big difference. But I love Long Beach. It's amazing. We, we love living here. It's such a cool city. Did you grow up in, in Redondo? I grew up in Torrance, but I ended up going to Redondo because they had a theater and I was like a huge musical theater person growing up. And I was like, I'm only going to go to a high school that has a proper theater to perform in. I don't know who I thought it was, Um, but I had some friends going there. And so it it was something I knew I wanted to pursue. So I went to Redondo. Oh, that is awesome. Um, well, I, I definitely want to know, and it's one of my questions is how you got into acting in the first place. And it sounds like it was a love of yours from an early age. Yeah. My mom said when I was about two or three, I pointed to the TV and said, I want to do that. Um, so I don't know if I actually knew what that meant then. I don't even know if I still know what that means, but <laughs> I grew up doing theater, musical theater, specifically like total musical theater dork um just thought it w- took it so seriously it was like my passion my love my um my art and um just kind of grew up doing it doing regional theater like south bay civic light opera i performed there um just various places and then i tried into tried to get into a, a fancy um college for musical theater and was denied oh, oh no it's all right I started there singing, lost. 
like world famous um, opera directors and and Tony award winning choreographers. Like, I mean, I wasn't really dancing, dancing was moving, um, but I started singing at Disney right out of high school. And that was kind of my theater college experience where I got to be on stage every single day. It was amazing. So you were in the park uh, as a performer? Yeah. Yeah, I opened the Aladdin show. I don't know if you guys ever got to oh. see the Aladdin show. So you're talking to a 20 plus year annual pass holder <gasps> until just recently when they canceled our program. So I'm sure I've seen you perform if that's the case. I've been going for years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was the narrator with um, braids and crazy banner twirling things at 18 years old, just being all, I don't know. It was like my dream come true. I grew up going oh. to Disney and I always wanted to like perform there. And so I got to. Super oh, fun. that is, that is so cool. That is so cool. Awesome. So, uh, awesome. I, yeah, no kidding. So looking at your, um, <laughs> looking at the stuff that you've worked on, I mean, you've, you've been involved with so many cool projects. I mean, just, just a very brief listing here. Um, 10 things I hate about you. Love that show. Um, under the dome. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I mean, we could, I could talk to you about so many different things. Hawaii five Oh breaking bad orange is the new black. Do you have a process for what you've decided to work on? Like all of this, all of the stuff you've worked on is so cool. Glee. Yeah. That was like my musical theater nerd, like dream come true besides Disney was Glee. Right. Um, I thought I was going to get to like sing and do cool things, but I like played the bad girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like it's just really strange in this industry, the jobs that you get to work on. It's, it's not like you, it's not like you really have a say, maybe like mm. if you're Meryl Streep, you have a say, but, um, you kind of just have to be prepared for whatever comes your way. And it's for me being a character actress, who's like, um, ethnic and, uh, plus sized and it, it really is up to the creative team mm -hmm. and how out of the box they're willing to go. So when you look at these shows that are so like just breaking bad, like under the dome, orange, like everything was so out of the box with those shows, Glee, so oh, yeah. out of the box. And so I think I landed with, um, just, people who are super creative and open-minded and willing to take a chance. And that's why their shows are so rich because they take those chances. Absolutely. I'm talking about the, the characters in, if we can just focus in on Breaking Bad for a minute, because I, I just have to nerd out for a second. Were, are, did you do a scene with Aaron Paul? Uh, yeah, I did. Were you, were you the girl <laughs> that accepted the, the blue crystal meth for, for gas money? Maybe yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. I that saw that awesome. scene. I'm like, oh my god, that's her. I couldn't. I it, that was that was really cool. I love that show, and good for you, um, being getting a, a shot to to be on that show. What about um, Orange Is the New Black? You were on quite a few episodes, right? I was. I did two seasons. Um, funny thing is, the second season I did, I was pregnant with my daughter the whole time. So I was like flying cross country, having morning sickness on the plane. It was oh. super awesome. Oh. Um, but like so many like fierce females um, that they were like giving me baby advice while like the camera <laughs> rolling. It was just it was such an awesome experience. I was a huge fan of the show. So I geeked out getting to walk on the sets and like um, just learn the ins and outs. And everyone is 
their background is theater. And so everyone just hung out and it was so communal. It was just, it was a very special experience with working with that many talented, grounded um, actresses. That's awesome. I, Steve got a chance to geek out and I really want to geek out for one second with you because you are in one of my all-time favorite independent films and that's Donnie Darko. I'd love to hear a little background on that. Uh, so this is the 20th anniversary year of Donnie Darko's release. Gosh. I know. I, I feel like I'm still 16, right? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, uh, yeah, but that you, was you. my first ever audition for anything outside of um, theater. So it was my first on-camera audition wow. for anything. And it came from a musical theater person I'd taken a workshop with, sent in my um, high school picture for this audition. So it was just, again, out of the box, crazy. They took a chance on me. Um, working with that cast was insane. Yeah. Being that close to Jake Gyllenhaal was like <laughs> creamy. Um, yeah, you got you got you got me with goosebumps right now. Jake Gyllenhaal, that's amazing. <laughs> and Patrick Swayze, like <sighs> I got to watch him turn pirouettes on a stage with like medical booties on and like land them, and just uh, wow. I, watching him, it just it was it was so amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So that was your first paying. Was that your first paying gig out of outside of? Uh... Well, or, or was musical theater first? I did a show in fourth grade. <laughs> I made $400. I thought I was rich. So technically that's my first paying gig, but we'll do wow. we'll this one like real money kind of thing. Um, that's yeah. awesome. Wow. So I'm not sure how you are connected with Scott. I, I, I need, before we go on, I need to know how did this, how did we get connected to you? Uh, through my cousin, Rachel, and yeah. Facebook. That's how we find everyone these days, yeah. right? It's so, funny, too, because Rachel, who I've known since high school, was off Facebook for a really long time. Um, and she just recently came back, like within the last year. And I just happened to stumble across a post where she was congratulating you on your uh, participation in WandaVision. So I was, I, I immediately reached out seeing that. I was like, oh my goodness, wait. You guys are related. <laughs> we need to talk. It's so funny because she was my day camp counselor when I was younger before my mom and dad got together. And that's how we're like family and stuff. Um, but I thought it was so cool that I knew Rachel. So now it's it's just funny. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just so funny. That's awesome. So I, I don't know if Rachel or if you had a chance to talk to Scott um, about this, but our, our podcast is, is a Star Wars centric show so we we say star wars and other stuff is what we talk about so we've really branched into marvel and of course we're doing weekly reviews of wandavision but i i have to just stick on star wars for a second are you a fan of of star wars so i've seen one okay the first one? one that came out um i think i haven't even i'm gonna be honest i haven't even watched a lot of marvel things uh i'm a musical theater geek which takes so much energy because there's so many songs to memorize singing in the shower that i <laughs> that i haven't i haven't really dove into that my friends make fun of me 
like so bad for not knowing Star Wars and like all of their TikToks are about Star Wars. And I'm like, I always comment on it. Like, what does that even mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's so fun. Even Wanda listening to your guys' podcast about the first two episodes, I was like, oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah, like guys, I can shoot it and still not know what's happening until you guys explain it for me. So thank well, you. To jump into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a show like WandaVision is probably one of the most crazy and confusing things to ever. I mean, it is. There is so much going on in that show. So yeah. much. Yeah. It, it's such a. I mean, so far I feel like it's been a creative masterpiece. Uh, the way they've rolled it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the transitions between eras just with how they shot it is insane. How the screen, did you see the screen change? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. and let me tell you, working with, they actually used black black and white lighting. I've never worked with back, black and white lighting, authentic black and white lighting. It's hot. Like, yeah. it's mm. hot. Just standing next to it, it's like radiating Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a photographer and I use vintage lighting from the sixties. And some of that stuff is, it's like standing next to the sun. It's crazy yeah. hot. Yeah. 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 And so how did you get involved with WandaVision? Um, so the casting directors, I've gone in for um, them for years now. I love them. They like play with their actors. They create a really safe environment. Um they're just, they're really awesome. And they brought me in for this and they don't give you the actual scripts you're going to be working with. They give you like fake scripts. And so it was like a couple lines and I was like, mama, mama. And I, they're like, that's so great. And I was like, is it um, <laughs> cool? And they're like, just do it again and play with it again. And so I did it and I walked out and I like called a friend and I was like, well, I just went into that audition and blew it, but let's, let's wait for the next one. Um, and then like two months later, they were like, Hey, we want you to do this thing. Then they started shooting and then COVID. And then, so yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was a journey. Oh, you, I, I can imagine. Jolene, you were in the second episode they were shooting. And that was also a black and white episode that transitions into color. Uh, you talked about the black and white lighting and everything. I, I heard it, it wasn't just the lighting. They used specific cameras, um, what was that like on set using like old vintage, like equipment, you're, you're shooting a certain style. There's a, an audience participation. Was that an audience involved? Was that also before COVID when they had the live audience or was that only the first episode? Yeah. So they shot a bunch of it and I wasn't involved in this, but they shot a bunch of it in Atlanta first with a live studio audience. Um, So they did pay homage to that, what that feel is. But the coolest thing when we shot, when they came back to LA, which was always their original plan was to shoot where the old school 50s and 60s sitcoms shot. So we were actually in the I Dream of Jeannie house and like the pool that was there, they showed us before you had like life proof cases to go underwater and shoot things like um they have an actual like hole that sinks in the ground that the camera goes behind this glass and um it just it was incredible the detail that they put into it into the clothing into the makeup into the hair it's just every detail marvel is just pristine on everything that is amazing i'm I'm trying to remember also because you're in the audience scene when they're doing the talent show. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, you had a funny prop with you. <laughs> what was what was the reason behind that again? Um, I was a dancing horse. 
<laughs> so we had to make sure that everyone knew how good my horse moves were. So I had to carry it around with me. It was my friend. Um, but it was actually the most comfortable outfit that I got to wear because it was just like pajama horse pants and like a shirt. And um, yeah, that was that was super fun too. Yeah. I mean, it was the first like first time I'd worked with um, uh, background actors in the time of COVID. That was a lot of people to have during COVID. Yeah. Um, and Marvel did an amazing job of just making sure that we were all taken care of. That's great. Great. That's so, awesome. that was, so that was shot in 2020 during, during the pandemic. Yeah. It was wow. one of the first big shows to come back to shooting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I work in public health, so I'm, I'm on the other side of the pandemic trying to, trying to uh, get us out of this thing. <laughs> yes, get us out. Please. It's just our masks. I took a walk yeah. by the park with my daughter and no one was wearing a mask. I was like, really? Uh, <laughs> I agree. I agree. We still need to wear masks. We still need to social distance. And I'm well, trying to not make my daughter judgmental, but I'm like, nope, they don't have a mask. You can play with them. Like, <laughs> that's- Good. You're, that's good parenting there. That's good. Um, really quick back to WandaVision. So we just reviewed episode season one, episode six that dropped yesterday. That's uh, Friday, February 12th. And so we don't know what the entire arc of season one is. And so without, don't want you to get in trouble. Don't get, don't, we don't want Disney uh, pounding on your door. Oh, wait, 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 Steve, are you sure? Let me cross that question off. What is the ending of this? Show? Oh, I'm well, sorry. What I want to ask is, well, number one, do you know the full arc of season one? And if so, are you happy with it? Are you excited to see it roll out? I know the work that I've done on the show, but they don't give me scripts for anything else. So I don't, while I don't know how we're getting from A to B, I know what B is. Uh, okay. Wow. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Very, that was a very <laughs> astute answer. That was really good. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> your, which, your char- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is, which means uh, we are definitely having Jolene back in about two and a half, three weeks. So, right. Uh, well, and your, your character's name is Beverly. 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 On, on the show, in the show, she's Beverly. Okay. And so does your, does Beverly have a backstory? Well, <laughs> like, did we freeze that or, 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 or maybe I'll rephrase it. Did the, did, did the director or producer sort of tell you about Beverly or give you some prompts to help you get into Beverly's mind? So I think on shows like this that are very, um, guarded with um, what they let people know. Mm. You kind of, as an actor, have to create your own backstory. And a lot of times when I get auditions, I don't get a whole script. So I have to create this character's backstory. And it doesn't matter if it's right or not, as long as I'm playing within the borders of what they want me to be playing. Um, and they can come and adjust me and it's it's great um, actually, but yeah, a lot of times I'll make up if my character is, um, has a husband, has a wife, has a kid, like where they grew up, how old they are, like, you know, as, with as much information as I am given, I have to create a life for that character. Yeah, I, I, I would think that that, I mean, do you find that challenging or, or is that a, 
is that a fun thing for you to do to sort of make up, you know, a character's background? I love it. I think it's so fun because it's a chance for me to play something that I'm not. So I'm like, I don't know if there's something I ever wanted to be like bold and love skydiving and like be a really cool person. I can play that person because that's not me. Um, so it's it's really fun to create these alternate realities for myself. Maybe I'm crazy. That sounds so crazy. <laughs> no, not at all. It sounds fun. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've always looked at, at your profession and of course, you know, musicians want to be actors, actors want to be musicians. I I've been sort of a sports guy my whole life and I've always been drawn to um, the arts and the, the kind of work that you do. Um, you always want to, I've always looked at like the grass is always greener. I'd love to be able to do that. And it just looks like it's, you guys look like you're having so much fun. <laughs> it's acting. It's so much fun. I look at musicians and I have so much respect. The time, dedication, talent, and like persistence you have to have in that is insane. I used to be a singer and I know like there are just things that you have to always be on with. Whereas acting, it's just walking and talking. Like, you know, you can kind of do it. Preschoolers do what I do, only I get paid for it. And um, I don't know. It's. <laughs> I think it's, you're selling I yourself a little it. bit short there. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but I look at like other people that that have these careers that have put um, just dedication into it, and it's it's all the same. It's all the the time and the energy and the persistence that you have to get to where you want to be. What's next for you? What are you are you working on any any projects that you can share? So um, there was a a release, so I can say it. Uh, I just worked with um, Mike White, uh, Nacho Libre, um, another cool, cool, insane project called The White Lotus. Um, It was a pandemic shoot in Maui. So I had to spend two months pandemic at the, at a fancy hotel in Maui. Um, darn. It was, it was incredible. Like swimming with sea turtles. Meanwhile, my husband's at home with our three-year-old. Sorry. Um, (laughs) wait, you got to spend two months during a pandemic in one of the best States in the United States with the least amount of cases. I don't, yeah. I, I, I want to play in that sandbox. Yeah, <laughs> with like Jennifer Coolidge and Molly Shannon. Oh, and wow. Like wow. The funniest, um, kindest <laughs> cast that there ever was. Um, it was a very, very special time. Um, and they bubbled us in like one of the most amazing hotels. So it was almost like the pandemic wasn't happening. Although we were like being nose probed like every every other day. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think I counted like 50 COVID tests in the two wow. months. Yeah. Oh, I love those COVID. Was it the deep probe? Like the three inch that, oh yeah. So I was exposed to someone that tested positive, but it was a false positive. And they they did that three days in a row just to make sure. But otherwise it wasn't the deep, deep ones all the time. Otherwise I think we'd have issues. Oh gosh. (laughs) Well, um, we're we're quickly, we're running out of time. I I just want to thank you so much for coming on our show. We're so excited to see uh, the rest of WandaVision to see, you know, Beverly's arc and see where this takes you and the rest of the show. We, we, we can't wait. Yay. 
me too, because I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of the series or at the end of the season, would you mind coming back and we can sort of talk about all of it together? We would love to have you back on the show. I would love for you to tell me everything that happened. So yes, I will come back and have you tell me everything. All right. <laughs> All right. Let me get my notes ready for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, break, we'll break it down for you. Jolene Purdy, thank you so much for coming on the Wretched Eye podcast. Awesome. Thank you, Jolene. Thanks for having me.